We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama behind the Confidence Eating Place. Listen every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to another Sunday morning broadcast coming from uh, uh, True Vine Home Studios in these days of the lockdown. And I thank God that in, we have learned a new skill, how to go online and how to sharpen our presence in the air. And how it has been a, a help because now I can reach you in your house. And that is why that scripture that all things work together for good. Somehow in these difficult days, new abilities, new talents are being learned. And so I can now come to your house even though we are in lockdown. God bless you and welcome to this Sunday morning service. I want us to bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you so very much that um, it is always you who make all things possible. We are sheep in your hands. We are your people and you guide us. Thank you for another day of life that we have received. Um, nobody can give life but you. Nobody can sustain life but you. So when we have life, we are grateful to you. Thank you so very, very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. um, this morning we are here once again. And um, the fact is that we will worship God. Um, maybe we cannot gather as one body under one roof. But that just proves the fact that the church is not the building, but the people. And all of us scattered over the whole city and over the whole world. We are the church and we are the people of God. And we will always come to our God for help. This morning we are sharing from the books, one of the books that our daddy has written. And I, I find this book particularly helpful at this time. Because so many people are cut off. So many people are on their own. Um, some of us, we are in a household where every single person is a church member and we are blessed. I mean, I'm grateful to God for that privilege of having a house where we all worship God. But I'm sure that there are some who don't have that privilege. I am sure there are some who are in a home where maybe they are the only ones who serve God. The rest don't care, don't mind, don't bother too much. And you are on your own. And that is why I'm so glad that we are able to come to your house, even through a small phone, but it's still getting to you. Even though it may be a low volume, still you can put your ear and hear what we are saying. Even if you are alone, you can call one or two others to join you and have fellowship. And if there's no believer in your house, this is your chance. This is your chance to lead somebody to Christ. I believe strongly, I believe certainly, that by the end of these days of lockdown and ban on gathering, the number of Christians in this city would have doubled or even tripled because now we are with them in their homes. We are with them all the time and we cannot but preach the things we have seen, we have felt, and we have heard. And as we do that, 
we are able to make that scripture Romans 8:28 come to pass for all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose I believe strongly that I love God and I believe I am called and I'm called with a purpose and that is why I am very sure that at least for me and those who I believe are like me who will come out of this this time of lockdown and time of ban better than we were. This morning I want to share with you from this book that I began using last week, Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day. Now, um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic book, very simple book, but very deep. And there is something which I feel is the reason why I want to use this book for these days. And it is the last line, if you want to grow, if you want to grow. I believe that in these days of lockdown and these days of being at home, some of us who are maybe young believers, new believers, not very strong believers, this is your chance. Believe you, believe me, this is your chance to grow. It may seem like this is a harassment, this is a difficulty, this is a chance to backslide, is a chance to even uh, stop praying and just become a normal nominal believer but I think that under certain conditions this is also a chance for you to grow and as we follow these steps that are in this book we will grow and like I said we'll come out of this time much stronger than we were there is a chapter here chapter 12 where it says four qualities you need to pray every day I want to say that there are some qualities you need to pass through these days. These days of being in isolation. These days of not having a church to belong to. Just this just this morning, I got a text of some people say they miss church. They miss gathering. They miss the choir. They miss the ashes. They miss the noise. And they miss all the confusion of sometimes having church. And the kids and the grown-ups all miss it. You know something? I miss church. I miss church too. But I know that this dark night is just to make the daylight nicer and even brighter and even better. And those of you who are missing church, Austria, next time you have church, don't be late again. Come early. Be there at 6.30 for the morning prayer. Be there at 7.30 for the service. And come again at 9.30 or 10 for the gathering service. You are, you are missing church. We all miss church. But thank God that it's just for a season. Four qualities that you will need to pass through these days. Um, one of the things I've noticed as an introduction is the fact that God is not too worried to help us, to make us fight a superior enemy. Um, in this world, every time there's a contest, as human beings, we try to balance things out. That is why when they are boxers, they are often of the same weight. Heavyweights are all of a certain weight, featherweight, flyweight, bottom weight, uh, uh, middleweight. They try to put them all in the same weight category so that it's a bit fair. Even football, um, when you're going for the Champions League, do not allow anything at all to come but the best of every league. And the better your league, the more teams from your league can play. So that we are getting the best, I mean, to make it a bit even. We don't want some very good teams 
uh, uh, playing some very bad teams like Manchester playing to Subiri, it won't work at all. It won't work at all. So we try to balance the things a bit off. And when it comes to even universities, certain universities, um, they, they allow only students of a certain uh, uh, qualification. I mean, some of them, only AAA students can get in there. Others, you can pay anything at all you get there. So human beings, we always try to even things out. Even parents, and when they're given inheritance to your children, we try to give everybody the same. So that we, are, we, are, we think that in so doing, we are being fair. All six children, some are wise, some are foolish, some are gone to school, some didn't go to school. A, a father tries to give everybody the same because we are being fair. Somehow, God doesn't do that because God gives people as he wills. And he has made us all very different. And I've seen that God is not so uh, afraid to put us in a battle against so-called superior enemies. We have the case of Moses fighting against Pharaoh. Moses was a, a, a slave, a former prince who became a slave, a chief of slaves, fighting the superpower. We have David fighting Goliath, a giant who was almost double his size. We have Jehoshaphat fighting against the Ammonites. And he himself said, this army is too big for us. And we have also the, the Israelites entering the promised land and, and seeing the giants in the land and running away, forgetting all the good things that are there. Somehow, God doesn't seem too worried to put us in a battle against a clearly superior enemy. Somehow, God doesn't mind when he'll take a small little David and let him fight a huge Goliath, and God will just stand there, fold his hands, and be watching. And I think that God knows that when David calls upon him and falls on God to help, God knows that no matter who it is, he will win. Amen. And so... These days we are in a battle against an enemy that has stopped huge countries. America, France, Britain, Germany, China. This enemy has made them stop everything they are doing. This enemy has wiped out billions and billions of dollars in world economy. It has made many people lose their jobs. And this enemy has come to Ghana. Look, if America, Germany, France... And all those other countries have ground to a halt. What can we do? And so, and if the whole country is also struggling, what can we do even as individuals? So it's as if we have come across an enemy that is superior to us. But again, too, God doesn't mind very much to let me and you and other individuals have to face this COVID-19 disease. We have to face it. We, I mean, we, we really don't have the strength, but God has in mind. Because I believe that with some qualities and some facts that I'll share with you in a few minutes, we will be able to come through this season and not only come through, but come through stronger, come through more spiritual, come through better in the name of Jesus. That has been my stand ever since the beginning. As for coming through, we will come through. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. I didn't hear amen. amen. As for coming through, we will come through. Now, it's not only to come through, but to come through better, to come through stronger, to come through as a wilder, more spiritual Christian, and maybe to come through more blessed than you were when you went in. Yes, more blessed. You, you are thinking that I've lost my job, I've lost my income, I've lost everything, even food is becoming a problem. Uh, uh, Bishop, how can you say more blessed? Listen, I have not seen nor ear heard the thing that God has prepared for those who love Him. And I believe that God has prepared things hidden, treasures, secrets hidden in places for those who draw close to Him, those who listen for His guidance. Last Friday, I told you that you must pray for counsel. You must receive advice from people. And most of all, advice from God, counsel from God. You must hear from God. I told you. And so, if you, you see, do not take part and leave part. Everything belongs together. And so, as we receive counsel from God, and as we receive counsel from the fathers, the pastors, the, our Christian, our spiritual fathers, we will, we will become better in the name of Jesus. And like I'm saying, God doesn't seem to mind making us fight a superior enemy because he knows that in that fight, we will win. Um, look at this. In, in, in um, fighting a superior enemy. Just as an introduction. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And it says, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, I want to use him as a case study, that behold, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. Jehoshaphat was facing an enemy that was a great multitude. Look at verse 12 of Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. And he says, O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on you. Lord, we don't know what to do. We don't have respirators in Ghana. Even our hospitals don't have masks, don't have protective personal equipment. We, we don't have a lot of these things. America has ordered thousands and thousands of ventilators. We, how many do you have? I don't know whether you can find 20 in the whole city of Kumasi. I don't know. What are we going to do against an enemy that is killing hundreds, thousands of people in a city where they have ventilators, even in the thousands? We don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. Verse 14. Then said Jehaziel, the son of uh, Zechariah, the son of this thing, and who the Spirit came upon, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So now God is taking the initiative and giving counsel. Then said he, Hearken ye all Judah and all inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou came Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. This is not a political statement. 
This is the Bible we are reading. The battle is the Lord's. Verse 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Um, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Um, you, you know, you can see here that God didn't say run away. God didn't say, you know something, go and beg. God didn't say, try and see how to uh, uh, find a way out. God said, this battle, I will fight it for you. If you stand and watch me and put your eyes upon me and see what I will do. I want to tell you something. In these days of lockdown and loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of freedom of movement, total freedom of movement, in these days, let your eye, your heart, your hope be in God in the name of Jesus. I keep saying this, I keep saying this, I keep saying this. No hand can help you enough. Look, human beings can help you temporarily, but it is God who will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. It is God who will help you where there's no help to be found. And believe you me that God is going to help us in this thing. That is what David said when David was up against Goliath. He says, Goliath said, am I a dog that you come against me holding a stick? But come and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air. They will eat, they will eat your flesh and they will, they will devour you. And David said, you come against me with a sword and a shield, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. You see, he, he didn't have any, any weapons at that time. All he had was a catapult and five smooth stones. That is no weapon against a sword, a shield, a spear, and a helmet, and a huge man. I mean, if they say bet, don't bet, because you lose the bet. But because God is inside, bet, because you win the bet. Don't say I said bet, oh, but you, you, you bet, but you will see. Because David had God on his side, he was able to fight against impossible odds, and he won. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it is God on our side that makes it possible to believe and to win, to believe that you will win and to win because the Lord is on our side. Now, let me add something very important here. Do not assume you will win or you will survive because of your material resources. Do not think that I am safe in my house, I can lock the gate, I am able to have enough food in my freezer, I have enough food in my storehouse. Do not, because this virus could enter into palaces, into presidents' houses, into prime ministers' homes. This virus has been able to penetrate places you have no idea. So do not say that. My, my human securities will protect me. Look at the interesting story in Joshua chapter 7. That is when Joshua had just finished destroying Jericho. Now Jericho was a big mighty wall city with walls that were so high and it had gates. I mean 
Jericho could not be penetrated. And Joshua was able to shatter it, smash it, go in, take all their plunder and run away. And then they came to Ai. And he said, in um, Joshua chapter 7 verse 3, they said, And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor hither, for they are but few. So they said, this one there is cocoa, is cheap, is not a problem at all. We can easily smash them and shatter them and just continue. And they went in that self-confidence, in that trusting of their success from the previous war. And what happened? They were routed and they fled before the men of Ai. Listen, do not think that because you have uh, 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 defenses, you have money, you have, you have things, you are going to be safe from this pestilence. It is not what you have. Look, thousands and thousands are dying in the developed world. You must understand that this thing is not a simple thing. But again too, because our God is God, that is why we are confident and we are sure. And I can say 1000% that by this time next year, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of, of this, this uh, uh, virus. And next year's Good Friday service will be the greatest gathering this country has ever seen. It will be a, next year's Good Friday service. Oh my goodness. It will be so fantastic, I tell you. We will bring all our, our loved ones because we have missed it from this year. And we have been really prepared wider for it to have a multiple huge mega gathering. And we couldn't do it. We are going to carry this anger into next year's and do it wilder. So I promise you that next year we'll be here to see this goodness. Even though thousands and thousands in an advanced country are being taken, we shall not be taken. Amen. Amen. So, this, this, this morning, um, um, qualities that we will need to pass through this, this, this season of night darkness, this time of testing, of fear. Yes, some fear. Yes, yes, some fear. Some anxiety. I mean, people are, are worried. People, I, I just got a message this morning that a church member has lost um, his mother. It is, it is great um, sympathy that we, we receive this Sunday, that we receive this news. Um, these are difficult days. And, and yes, um, people are worried. Um, some are on the streets who don't seem to care. Ignorance can be a blessing. But those who do know are a bit worried. And if you have any loved one, any person you care for who is a doctor or a nurse or works in a hospital, we will be a bit more worried because they are at the front line of this war. And they are the ones who are maybe more exposed to this war than all of us who are here. And so, yes, there is a fear. So we need to have certain qualities that will take us through this day. And I want to give you these four qualities. If we have these four qualities, I tell you, I promise you that at the end of this season, you will come out and you'll be stronger and better than when you were 
when you entered. Um, four qualities that we need. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this word that is coming to save us from destroying ourselves, from backsliding, from failing to grow in this season. Thank you for this word that is a divine word for us. Let the blessing of the Father fall upon us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So, the first quality you need to have is diligence. Diligence. Diligence is to be carefully and persistent, to make a careful and a persistent effort at doing something. That is diligence. What you are doing, do it consistently and persistently and with strength. Look, um, there is no big thing that we can invoke to fight this enemy. Actually, the, the, the supposed cure is chloroquine. Chloroquine, which we have drunk ah, since we were children to fight malaria. Chloroquine, which we will squeeze our face, 442. Then we'll take 3 3. We have, we have drunk chloroquine, ah, which is common in our ministry. That rather is appearing to be the cure for this wild disease. Something little. Listen, some little things that we do with diligence will be of great help. And let me tell you something. Some of us, you are quite alone in your house. You are um, among people who don't believe as you do, are not as full of faith as some people are, and so you are by yourself. And you may feel like um, just slowing down or, or slackening. When you wake up in the morning to pray, nobody's praying. When you want to have communion, nobody cares, nobody wants. They want to, they joke. Oh, one thought, give me one thought. And, and they are making mockery of some of the things that we hold here. Listen, you may feel tempted to join them in being slack. You may feel tempted that on Sunday morning, all of the people are sitting down in the courtyard doing nothing. And I am here trying to be spiritual, holding my phone and listening to a service. And you may feel funny. You may feel all that. There's, I'm not, I'm not um, getting support. That ye be not slothful. You are not going to slow down and slacken. But you are going to be strong and diligent in the name of Jesus. Do not slow down in the things we have said. Do not slow down in your prayer every morning. Do not slow down in your Bible reading. Do not slow down in just trying to follow services on your phone. People may mock you and laugh at you. It doesn't matter. You will be diligent in these things. Be diligent in remaining and staying in contact with your shepherds, with your pastors, with your other Christian friends. Be diligent. Do not slow down. Do not give up. It is very easy at this time to say, what's the use? That is why the Lord always told them, stand still, stand firm and watch and see. You will not have to go out. You will not have to do anything. Just stand. And David, just go walk towards the Goliath. No, don't be afraid. Don't give up either. Don't back away. Let us be diligent in all that we do. 
do not stop any good thing that you are doing, but carefully and persistently continue making the efforts and you will see that these little things will come together and help us to overcome this night season. Amen. Yeah. The second quality you need to have, and I think this is a big one, is faith. You, you need faith to pray every day. Um, you need faith to continue in believing God. You need faith to continue hoping and knowing that at the end of this season, we will still be here. What is faith? Faith is to believe in something you cannot see. That's all. It, it may sound a very, very simplistic definition, but that's what it is. Because God, we've not seen God. We've not heard God clearly with our ears. All that we are doing is things that we have heard. We have heard and we believe. That is faith. We hear and we believe. So you will need strong faith to pass through this test. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh this world. And this is our victory which overcometh this world, even our faith. That is it. To overcome this battle, it is faith we need. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, uh, hope is something in your head which you don't have but you wish you had. I hope I will pass the exams. I hope that my father will increase their pocket money. I hope that everything will be okay. Hope is something which you don't have. Now faith is the substance. That thing you don't have, faith is the reality of that thing. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing definition. Things you can't see, but there's evidence for them. That is faith. You will need this kind of attitude to get through this thing. Whatever God, you see, what I'm saying to you, I'm, I'm a man, and my words, I mean, even a policeman can stop a, a, a car with his hand, or with his whistle, or, or I, I cannot stop a car. My words are not powerful, but I speak as a servant of God, and I speak under the unction, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and so what I say are promises not my own, but God, and whatever God has promised, you will get it. His words are yea and amen. Every promise of God, that's what Moses said. No promise, not a single promise that God promised through Moses has failed to come by. Not God is not a man who will lie and not to fulfill his word. Every promise of God, it shall come to pass. Rome, uh, Hebrews 6, 12, what I said earlier on. That ye be not slothful, that is for the diligent part, but ye are what? Followers who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Through faith, through faith, and patience is an expression of faith. Because I believe, I don't mind waiting. Because I know for sure it will happen, I don't mind waiting. So patience is an expression of faith. And it is through faith that we inherit all the promise. So it is what God is saying that by believing and having faith in Him, you will come through. 
unfortunately, some some will die. Unfortunately, there will there have been a few, and there will likely be a few more. But this morning, I came to tell you that shall not be your story. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You will hear it on your left hand side. You will hear it on your right hand side. You will hear rumors of wars, but it shall not come nigh you. It shall be outside your gate, outside your fence. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You will hear rumors. You will hear stories. You will hear so many terrible, terrible things. But God will hide us. May God keep you in a secret place under the shelter, under the wings of the Almighty. May you be hidden from every trouble that comes your way. In the name of Jesus, every promise that God has said, may you see come to pass in your lifetime. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. I like the scripture very, very much. Um, you must read for yourself. Numbers chapter 31 and verse 49. Numbers chapter 31 and verse 49. And I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. And, um, and they said, the generals who came back to Moses said, We your servants, we have accounted for all the men who went out to battle under our command. And not one of us is missing. What a beautiful verse. Not one of us is missing. I predict and I prophesy that by the end of these days, not one of our members will be missing in the name of Jesus. No single member of my church will be taken by this plague in the name of Jesus. No single member of the UD under our prophet will be taken by this plague in the name of Jesus. Not one of us will be missing. Not one of your family members will be missing. All those who are under the covering, Shabaya Rabodili, all those who are under the covering of the Lord Jesus, under the covering, under the anointing of this gathering, they will see that the tomorrow will rise up bright and early and they will be here in the name of Jesus. They will not be taken by any plague. Faith. We need to have faith. We need to have strong faith at this time. Look, um, faith, you see, you must, you must hear, you must hear well and you must believe what you are hearing. You will hear many things. Somebody sends me a, a, a video clip of many, many bodies being loaded into a truck and it is really fearful. You see bodies, 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 bodies being cut with a, a forklift into a truck. You say, hey, what is this? It will strike fear into your heart. Bible says, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Do not be too impressed or too concerned about the news that is going on in the press. No, don't, don't worry too much. Hear rather the word of God. Hear the word of God. Let us be, be, be somebody who will listen to this program, listen to all the things we are saying, and, and just keep focusing on what you hear. That's why the Bible says, uh, uh, Romans chapter 4, 17, uh, God who quickeneth the dead, that means he gives life to dead things, and calls those things that be not as though they were. You see, what those things that be not, they are not there. Those things that be not, there is nothing there. 
but God calls them as if they were there. So what he's saying is not yet there, but as he says it, it will happen. And that is why I am confident to say that we will pass through strong and healthy in the name of Jesus. Faith, you must have faith at this time. Amen. I said you must have faith at this time to believe every word you hear. And you must be in it. That's why you must be in a hurry. Tuesday, be here. Friday, be here. And I'm glad you're here this Sunday morning. Be in a hurry to hear good news. Amen. Be in a hurry to hear good news. It's not that you are going to uh, um, look for other sorts of information. Every other source of information may rather invoke fear in your heart. Listen for good news. Um, one of the fantastic stories in the Bible is in um, Matthew chapter 8. Um, when Jesus met the centurion whose servant was sick. Um, and he said, Lord, the centurion was talking to Jesus. He said, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy. Matthew 8 verse 6. Grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. He said, look, Mr. Jesus, man, I don't have to see. I just need you to say, just, let me just hear those words. My servant will be healed. And he said, I know if you say those words, Jesus, man, if you say those words, my servant will be healed. And Jesus was amazed. And he marveled and he said, I have never found such great faith. No, not in Israel. A man who doesn't have to see, but only to hear. That is where we are today. You, you, look, believe, be in a hurry to hear the words that are spoken. Every time there's a gathering of Christians, you see, do not say, I don't have money. Do not say, my credit is finishing. Do not say that things are hard. Be in a hurry to hear whatever is being shared. Last Friday morning, there was a very fantastic uh, flow prayer meeting, and you are maybe you are not there. It was a wonderful time with the prophet. You must be in a hurry to hear. When you hear those words, you are, your faith is my faith was ex was lifted up, and I said, "Man, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to come out of this thing." You must hear. You must hear, and there's so much to hear. You cannot take it lightly. Jesus said, Do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. That's faith. Believe what you hear. Believe what you hear. I want us to believe that we shall be here, standing right here, when this season passes, in the name of Jesus. I want us to believe and know beyond a doubt that though a thousand fall on one side, ten thousand on your right hand, it shall not come nigh unto us. And we shall be here, strong in this house, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Faith. What I know for sure is, by the end of these days, our faith should be increased. By the end of these days, your faith in God will increase. In His provision, in His protection, in his comfort, 
in his guidance and God will keep you and may he draw closer to you as you also draw closer to him and you will see what God will do for you in these days. Number three, the third quality you must have in these times is persistence. Persistence. Um, very interesting paragraph here. The devil is relentless in his efforts to destroy you. You need to be relentless in your efforts to pray, to resist him. He will not stop just now. Even Jesus, he left him for a season and came back. The devil will come back again and try again to worry us. Listen, um, let's, let's be persistent in all the things that we are doing at the moment. Amen. Persist in prayer. Persist in prayer. If you don't know how to pray, it's very easy. Find a quiet place. Look to heaven and talk to your Father who is in heaven. He will listen to you. If you don't know how to pray in tongues, it is very, very simple. Pray, oh God, give me this Holy Spirit and just go to a place where and begin to pray. Don't pray in English, don't pray in tree, don't pray in God, don't pray in Elway, but try to pray. Whatever words come to your mouth, then the Holy Spirit will just speak through you. Deep calling unto deep mysteries will be coming out of your heart, your heart, and you'll see. Persist in Bible reading. I, I see, that's why last week I told you that there are 10 messages in the Bible. The Bible is a fantastic book, God speaking to us. And please go and, go and rewind last week's message. It's still there. Um, God is speaking to us. Read the Bible. The Bible is not an old, boring book. It's not a book that you don't understand. It's a book that tells you of God making man, how God made man in his image, how Satan is trying to destroy the world, how God sent Jesus to save us, how Jesus came to work out salvation for us, how there are, it is our job now to reach out to all men and how Jesus will come again and how he will judge the world and how he has also chosen Israel as his prized possession. All these are the major messages of the Bible. When you have it in mind and you read the Bible, everything will make sense. Everything will make sense. Listen, the Bible is the most precious book that man has ever received. And if you say it's boring, what I'll say is that don't stop, persist, persevere, keep reading. But it's very boring. Don't worry. Keep reading. As you read, pray. Oh God, talk to me. One day I was just reading the Bible, just my quiet time the other day, and Jesus was walking through and just passed through the this is John chapter seven. He just passed through the village of Nain. Then he saw the woman. The Bible says, and he was moved by compassion. And that day I had a strong, a clear message that whatever touches my heart, I will have energy to do it. I will have strength to do it. Whatever touches, that is why Jesus looked with compassion over all the people moving the crowd, the multitude. That compassion is what drove him to the cross. He knew what the cross meant. That is why as he knelt down in the garden of Gethsemane, just before the cross, he said, Lord, Lord, Shabaya, Lord, let this cross, let this cross 
this cup, let it pass, let it pass. It's, it's wild. I can see the cross. I can see the torment and the, and, the, and the pain I will endure. I know what it is. I know what I'm going to meet on the cross in a few days. He says, Lord, if you will, let this cup pass from me. And the father said, no, this is the only way. This is the only way. He knew what was there. And he said that, uh, 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 if possible, let it pass. But he also could see all mankind, all mankind drifting to hell, lost in darkness. And that compassion drove him. Look, as you read the Bible, you have answers for every day. That morning I was so blessed. You have a, a word. God will speak a word to you every single day. And so persist in your Bible reading. Persist in staying connected. Do not go one day without calling your Christian brother, your pastor, your shepherd. Stay connected. Stay connected. The, our enemy is, is going around like a roaring lion, prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. It is as we watch these discovery movies, natural world, that you see that the lion will see a, a, a flock of zebra, a flock of antelope, a flock of deer, all 50, 40 of them, and he'll just be lying there cool. 40 deer. You can eat all you like, but he will make a move. He'll be lying there cool. When he sees one deer by himself, then he gets up and starts prowling to cast that one deer. I mean, 40 deer. Just jump in the middle and take one. It's so easy. 40 deer, 40 zebra. Just jump, hey, into the middle and grab one deer and eat it. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. He will leave them all to go. But rather looking for one single one by himself. You would think that it's easier to get one or forty because it is two and a half percent. Uh, um, it's so much easier. But one out of one, if you miss it, that's all you have missed. Listen, it is, it is very important that we persist in staying connected, staying connected with our family, staying connected with our Christian family. It is very important. Stay this service. You know, I, I know there's a temptation for some people to uh, come onto the service, watch it for a while, and then go away. Just watch for 10 minutes and go away. No, no, no. Persist until the end. Do not start watching an online service and then because no one is there, you just log off and say, oh, I'm saving credit then you go away. You must persist to the end of the service. And the end is the end. Until we share the grace, do not, do not go away. Until we share the grace, it's not over. Pers you see, devil wants you to watch small and then say, oh, eh, yeah, eh, yeah, mate, mate. Then you are going away. Devil wants you to just look at it and say, hey, man, I said last thing last week, so it's okay. No, no, no. Persist to the end of the message. Do, I hope you are listening carefully. Oh. Do not stop midstream. Do not say, that, oh, I want to save my money. I want to save my, 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 my credit. I want to keep small. You know, I want to watch YouTube. I want to go to other websites and see what's happening in the world. I want to... 
persist, persist in this thing. Watch the service to the end. Don't, and if you are late, play it back and watch it again. And watch the part you missed because it is for your benefit. It is this attribute, this quality you will need to survive these days in the name of Jesus. You know, when it comes to, uh, 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 my, my prayer is, when, when we, church, we resume church services, you will have the same uh, value of, of valuing of God and will persist in coming. Do not give up anything. Hallelujah. Persist in all the good that you are doing. And the fourth, the fourth and the last quality that we need to have in these times is impudence or boldness or anadeya, shamelessness or courage. We need to have this quality that we are not ashamed, we are not intimidated, we are not fearful, we are not uh, uh, shy, we are willing to bring our face and say we need God and we know God and we are willing to go and ask. Um, in Luke chapter, Luke chapter 11, it says a man whose friend came to him at midnight and he went to ask him for a piece of bread and the friend says, no, I'm in bed, come tomorrow. And the man said, I need it right now. And Bible says, because of his importunity, or his boldness, or his, his, his shamelessness. He was able to get what he wanted. Look, in these last days, in these times of, of, of these um, lockdown, and, uh, we, we have to be bold. We have to be bold. We have to be shameless. We have to be fearless. We have to, to come through this season of, of, um, of lockdown. You, you have to have to be bold. You should not give in to fear in the name of Jesus. You should not give in to fear. As I've said many, many times, do not be afraid. It's amazing that this particular statement, fear not, be bold, be strong, be of good courage, be not dismayed. This particular combination of instructions appears so many times in the Bible. Um, as if God knows that there are many things that will frighten us. As if God knows that it's a, it's a fearful world that we live in. It's a very, very common thing. Fear not, fear not, fear not. And you know something. Because one of the common things in this world is fear. Fear of failure, fear of poverty, fear of not mind. There are so many things that we are afraid. I, I know there are people, maybe you are watching me, you can't sleep with the lights off. You sleep with the lights on. You're laughing at me. Look, once I went, to, I had a convention somewhere in a certain town. And when I got there, um, I had a very good service. I got to my hotel in the night. And I lay down to sleep. Suddenly, as I lay in the hotel room alone, my host had gone back to his house. And that time, I traveled alone. And my, the one who I went with, he was staying with the host in his house. So I was the only one I knew in the hotel. I tell you, as I lay there suddenly, some fear caught me. I tell you, I got up in the night and I put the light on. <laughs> then I began to play a message. Yes, 
those, those things happen. There are some who are afraid of darkness. And there are some who are always afraid of darkness. Always, 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 every night you sleep the lights on. Do you know something? You are increasing your light bill. That aside, you must overcome that fear. It is, it is something which we must put it aside. Be fearless. Amen. Fear of the unknown. We don't know tomorrow. Yes, we don't know tomorrow. But we know God. And God knows tomorrow. And because of the Lord on my side, I will not fear what men can do to me. Fear of strange sounds. Um, in the night you hear, or you are just there, and then you hear, and you are alone in the room. And then you hear the window open. Those sounds, all those things bring fear. And there are realities in this world. They happen. You know something? You must not be afraid. Boldness. Shamelessness. You must be able to repeatedly pray to God the same prayer. And say, Lord, help me. Uh, importunity. Persist and persist and persist. Courage to go forward in the things that you have heard. We must not be afraid. Amen. Amen. We must not be afraid. This morning. Number one. Do not fear sickness and death. You know, I was talking to somebody and he told me that when he went home last, the night before, he was coughing and then he felt something tickling in his throat. He said, hey, have I got the coronavirus? Am I in? Look, I said to him, what you have is fear. It's not the virus. You are afraid. And because of fear, you have now begun to feel symptoms. Look, people are, are, are checking themselves to see if they are sick. Eh, if by now you are not coughing, you are okay. You have been in lockdown for almost a week now. Fear not. Hallelujah. Don't fear death. The fear of death is a bondage. It will keep you from doing what God has said. The fear of death will not allow you to be the best you can be. Be bold, be strong, be of good courage, be not dismayed, fear not, and do not worry about what is going to happen. And right now, any cough, any sneeze, any sore throat, any itch is a fearful reminder of death. No, not at all. Just a few days ago, I was feeling very bad. I had aches and pains and I had a headache and I was just struggling in myself and, and, and it, it occurred to me, I was just asking myself, what are the symptoms of the corona? They said, muscle pain and, and, and then the devil said, you see, you have it. <laughs> Look, I just laughed a bit. I said, devil, you can't fight in me. I know who I am. I know what I have. I'm not afraid of this virus. I will be here next year to celebrate this anniversary. And I'm planning for two things. I'm planning for the first service we will have when it's over. And I'm planning for next year Good Friday service in the Good Friday is coming up this week. Had it not been for this virus, we'll be mobilizing ourselves for an event to shape the city. But nobody anything. Next year we'll be there. And do not be afraid. Amen. Number two, you know, in this time of um, no job, locked businesses, uh, no sales, 
everything is shut down, no taxi, no trot-trot, overdrivers, we are all kind of unemployed. People have suddenly become afraid to give because everybody is saying that, hey, I need to save money, I need to keep money, Charlie, I'm not working, I, have money, I don't have money again. And suddenly people are becoming afraid. Let me tell you something, do not be afraid to give to the Lord and to His work because that is rather your protection and your deliverance from poverty and your blessing unto prosperity. Do not be afraid to give. Do not let logic and reason make you hold back your offering, hold back your tithe and hold back what you should give to the Lord. Do not let fear make you uh, 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 go and say that I don't have money. Meanwhile, you are hiding five cities in your pocket and you have 20 cities on your mobile account. That is fear driving you to your own destruction. Listen. See, think about it. To save your 30 CDs tithe. 30 CDs at a time like this will only last you 2 or 3 days. Meanwhile, we have 10 days more. It will not be enough. But that 30 CDs, give it to the Lord. Give it as your tithe to the Lord and see the salvation of the God. You will not have to fight. You will only stand and see that God will provide. Amen. Too many people, we are afraid and we are trying to provide for ourselves. Provide for yourself. How? How much money can you make? How much can you put together in these days? Where are you going to find money? Even if you find money, what are you going to buy? Many people have stopped selling. They are hiding their homes. What are you going to do? Let me tell you something. Give to the Lord as you have always done. And you will see the Lord's salvation and the Lord's protection and the Lord's deliverance in the name of Jesus. I can be so bold to tell you that maybe this is even the time to give more. Maybe this is even the time to sow a special seed for your protection and I sow an envelope for your father who is old and you sow a certain seed for your business that you have stopped that when you start again it will, it will resurrect and come back. Maybe this rather is the time to say that I have my last little series it won't last me. Let me give it away to God and see what God will do because the arm of flesh will fail you. And the song says, ye dare not trust your own, but rather, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but his faith is in the Lord. His, his eyes on God. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. Except the Lord build, they labor in vain and build the house. Except the Lord watch, all our human efforts will not yield much. You'll be amazed that you will keep that 30 cities and you buy something and on the way home it will fall down to the gutter. You'll be amazed that you go and buy something and when you look at it and you've gone to buy it, they've increased their price from 10 to 30 and what could buy three will only buy one and now you are still struggling and many prices have gone down. People have higher prices because a fear is driving everybody. Don't follow that crowd in the name of Jesus. Do not follow that crowd, but listen, let your faith, what, what did uh, he say? But our eyes are on you. 
our eyes are on you. Let your faith be in God and you will see that God will protect you. Amen. And my last one for this day, do not be afraid or shy or intimidated to preach to your neighbors. Do not be shy. Do not be intimidated. Do not be afraid to share the gospel. Listen, that is the most important thing to do at this time. Preach. Preach. You say, look, many people are not born again. We have many people who go to churches, all these churches, and they are not born again. They are nominal Christians. They are church members. Some are even in the choirs or in men's fellowship, women's fellowship. But they are not born again. They are, how do I know? You can see it in their lifestyles. You can hear it in their words. You can hear the things they do. How can somebody who believes in God from here stand on the roadside and curse a neighbor with eggs in his hand? How can somebody who believes in God go to a nightclub or a disco or go to a sport? You see them sitting at the sports in the night with loud music and girls all around. Can that man be a church member? Can that man be a believer? He may be a church goer. He may be a member of a church, but he's not a believer. A man who can go and sit down and have girls and buy them beer, buy them drinks and buy them every kind of thing. And you say he's a believer. No, no, no. He's not a believer. He's a church goer or a church member somewhere. But you see, all these church things, church things, we have, we have been ground, it has ground to a halt. The church is the person who is born again. Salvation is the most important thing at this time. You must make yourself a savior of men. I will tell you, I will tell you, this is the most important thing you can do at this time. Me, I am trapped in the house, locked down in the house, and in my house, everybody is born again. In my house, there is no work I can do. For me, night has come. I can't preach. I can't do anything. All I can do is take my phone and send WhatsApp, try and call people and encourage them, and try and talk to them by phone. I call one or two or three people, and then ask them to be strong, remember, and by you, you have a physical person you can talk to. Your case is far better than my case. For two weeks now, I can do no soul winning, no salvation. I can do nothing for two weeks. I'm in night. I can't preach to anybody uh, physically. You can. You can. Do not be intimidated by anybody that, oh, I don't know anything. I don't know enough. I don't have scriptures. What you know is enough because they know less. What, and what you have is God, Emmanuel, God with you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Said, and he will bring to your remembrance what you should say. When you stand before judges, you will, let, you will drop a word in your ear. Don't worry. This is where you must be bold. Go to those who are around you, who are not born again, and preach to them, I tell you. Maybe this is their chance also to hear the gospel. Maybe they too, they have been moving always continually among their unbeliever friends. All their friends are not born again. All their friends are, are sinners like them. All their friends chased girls are, are chased by men. All their friends are in the same condition. Maybe this is the first time they are alone for days. Days with a believing Christian. A person who knows Jesus came to die for our sins 
and he rose again from the dead, and as many as believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe this is the first time they will hear the gospel properly. I tell you, this is our chance to make ourselves saviors of men. I believe strongly when this season passes, two things will happen. Many Christians will become so winners and the church will be stronger in the name of Jesus. Many who have never, never, never won a soul before. This is your chance. This is your season. This is the day to try. Try and win one soul. If they laugh at you, oh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, uh, one of the scriptures, it says, and they endured cruel mockings. As for mocking, they will mock us. As for laughing, they will laugh at us. They have always laughed at us. They say that uh, pastors, we like girls, we like money, we like cars. They say that people go to church to look for a wife. They say that uh, pastors are looking for us for mocking and despising. They have always despised us. And so is nothing new. What I'm telling you is that this is your chance to make yourself a savior of men. This is your chance to preach to somebody about salvation. This is your chance. And you see, the person, luckily, he can't walk away. Where is he going? He can't go anywhere. He's trapped with you in the house. This is your chance. Don't miss it. This is the day that we become saviors of men. I, I firmly, I strongly believe that we are going to come out of this season a stronger church. And I also believe that there are some people, there are some people, if this season passes and they are not born again, there's no hope for them. I believe it. There are some people, if this season passes, this days of lockdown, we are trapped with Christians spread about in the, in the society, in the, in the area where we live. If this day passes and they are not born again, it may be their last chance. And, uh, and maybe you are the one who have to answer to God because you were the one with him in the area and you never spoke to him about salvation, you never spoke to him about God and he has also gone on to become a hardened unbeliever and when he goes to heaven and they are judging him, they will see that the last opportunity he had to be saved was you. You were the last chance he had on the screen of his life will see. And after you, he had gone past the point of no return. There was no hope again. And because you didn't say anything, maybe to soften his heart or to even bring him to salvation, because you didn't say anything, he has perished into eternity darkness. I don't want this burden on my soul. I know you also don't want this. And that is why I believe that this is our chance to win a soul. And before I end my service, um, maybe you are watching and there's somebody watching with you. And maybe that person, I'm, I'm talking to you now, that person, you know deep in your heart, you're not born again. Maybe your friends all think you are a believer, maybe you are even somebody who goes to church and you are even active in your church, but you know deep in your heart you are not born again. Um, this is a good day, this is a good chance to give your life to Jesus. And so wherever you are, I want to lead you in this prayer. I want you, it's a very simple prayer, but as you pray, Jesus will hear and he will answer and he will save you from your sins. I want you to bow your head right now and pray after me. Dear Jesus, I come to you 
just as I am. I believe that you are the Son of God who came from heaven to die on the cross for my sake. You shed your blood that my blood should not be shed and you died so that I should not die but have everlasting life. Today, Lord Jesus, I pray, forgive me all my sins, all my evil, and all my wickedness. I confess I am a sinner, but today I confess that I give my heart to you and change my heart, O oh God, and give me a new heart. One that will love you, one that will follow you, one that will serve you all my days. Write my name in the book of life and prepare a place for me in heaven by your side. Satan, I will not follow you again. I will not be in your camp again. From today, I give my life to Jesus and I am born again. Jesus is my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to save me. Father, thank you so very much for this great salvation that finds people this morning, this Sunday morning. Thank you for a great wave of life that has gone out of, is, is in the areas everywhere saving souls and i pray for all those who have prayed this prayer this morning i pray lord that their salvation will be real and permanent i pray that lord they will forever belong to you forever yours and lord thank you thank you so very much that every time somebody prays there's great rejoicing in heaven let that rejoicing be real today thank you for salvation that finds us even in this lockdown time in jesus Amen. 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 Um, we've come to another very important part of our service, and that is to give our offering. Um, like I said, this is the maybe a part that to secure your prosperity and help you overcome all the days that we are about to be locked down, and God will provide for you. Do not. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to another Sunday morning broadcast coming from uh, uh, True Vine Home Studios in these days of the lockdown. And I thank God that in, we have learned a new skill, how to go online and how to sharpen our presence in the air. And how it has been a, a help because now I can reach you in your house. When he ran to me Took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said my son's come home. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama, behind the Confidence Eating Place, 
Listen every Sunday at 9:30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.